الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina amalina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlilhu fala hadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la wa nashhadu anna sayyidana wa maulana Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم للرجال نصيب مما ترك الوالدان والأقربون وللنساء نصيب مما ترك الوالدان والأقربون مما قل منه أو كثر نصيبا مفروضا رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين my dear respected elders and brothers everything in the heavens and the earth 
everything between the heavens and the earth belongs to Allah. Lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi Everything in the heavens, everything in the earth, whatever is between it, belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lahu mulku samawati wal Sovereignty, kingship, ownership is for Allah. This is our iman and our, our belief. Everything that we even verbally say that it belongs to me, my car, my house, my this, my that, everything belongs to Allah. It's not my child, it's Allah's. It's not my wife, it is Allah that granted us. It is not my house, it is Allah that bestowed us that ni'mat. It is not my car, it is Allah that given us those. Everything belongs to Allah. We have no doubt in the matter. What actually it is the ni'mat and the bounty of Allah, the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has allowed us to use from that which belongs to Allah. And Allah has granted us the privilege, Allah has granted us the privilege of saying that this is my house, this is my car, this is my wife, this is mine. But in reality, nothing belongs to Allah. Allah has granted us all these ni'mats that we are enjoying, all these ni'mats which we are saying is mine. My house, my car, these are all the ni'mats of Allah. And eventually, everything will go back to Allah. When we close our eyes, then everything goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah allowed us to use it for a specific period of time, for 60 years, 70 years, 80 years also. Allah allowed us. As soon as you close your eyes, it goes back to Allah. And then Allah decides who is now going to benefit from that which He has allowed you to benefit for the past 60 years or 70 years or 80 years. Now if we understand this, then it becomes very easy for us to understand the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding inheritance, regarding estates, regarding mirat. becomes very easy for us to understand. Everything belongs to Allah. Allah allows us to use it, grants us the privilege to say it's mine, it's mine for a short period of time. When we close our eyes, it goes back. Allah takes it back first. Then Allah decides who is now going to be the heirs of that estate of yours or that which you were benefiting from. Who is now going to benefit from that? Once we have understood this, then it becomes very easy for us to sort out our estates, becomes very easy for us for us to distribute the estates with uh, uh, keeping in mind the rights of everybody, without usurping the rights of anybody. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, تَعَلَّمُوا الْفَرَائِدَ وَعَلِّمُوهُ النَّاسِ Learn the laws of inheritance and teach it to the people. فَإِنَّهُ نِصْفُ الْعِلْمِ It is half of your knowledge. وَهُوَ أَوَّلُ شَيْءٍ يُنْزَعُ مِنْ أُمَّتِ And it is one of the first things that will be taken away from this ummah. And now you'll find people usurping the rights of others due to the non-compliance to the laws of inheritance. One sahabi, Aus bin Malik, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, passes away and leaves behind a wife, two, da- two, two daughters and an infant child. As was the custom prevalent in those days, the men folk, the cousins come and they take everything away. So she goes and she complains to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another sahabi, Azad Saad bin Rabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, was made shaheed in the battle of Uhud. Made, made shaheed. He left behind two daughters. 
And as was the custom, the brothers, in other words, the brothers of the deceased, they come and they take everything away. She comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and complains, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sa'ad bin Rabi has become shaheed. His brothers have come and taken everything, left us destitute. What should we do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayats of the Qur'an, revealed the ayats of Mirat. لِلْرِجَالِ نَصِيبٌ مِمَّا تَرَكَ الْوَالِدَانِ وَالْأَقْرَبُونَ And further to that, وَلَكُمْ نِسْفُ مَا تَرَكَ أَزْوَاجُكُمْ Allah Ta'ala revealed those ayats of the Qur'an. Another sahabi, Hazrat Abdurrahman bin Thabit, the brother of Hassan bin Thabit, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, who used to recite poetry in favor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Abdurrahman ibn Auf, he passes away. He leaves behind five sisters and a wife. They, she... And the brothers or the, or the male members of the family come and they take everything. She also comes and complains to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi these cases. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayats of Mirat. When it comes to salah, Allah ta'ala commands in the Quran with regard to salah. Commands that you perform your salah. Allah ta'ala gives you command regarding your zakat. Then mention is made with regard to hajj. But the details of salah, how salah should be performed, the faraiz, how to stand, how, what to read in your salah, that you'll find in the hadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa When salah was made, first Jibreel alayhi salatu salam came and he showed, physically showed, practically showed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how salah is to be performed, what to read, what to be done. With regard to zakat, the law of zakat is the rule of zakat. Few rules are there. But the detailed explanation of zakat you'll find in the ahadith. But when it came to mirat, an entire ruku was revealed, detailing the shares of each heir of the deceased. Detailing the share of each individual. How much the mother is going to get, how much the daughter is going to get, how much the son is going to get, and what the wife is going to get. Detail, you see, kumullahu fi awladikum dil One of the most difficult of rukus, you know, you ask a hafizah, you know, you're performing isha salah, just read, you see, kumullahu as you say, no, malana, I prefer reading what do Because we, we all know what a difficult ruku it is to recite those that are hafiz. يُوسِيكُمُ اللَّهُ فِي أَوْلَادِكُمْ لِلذَّكَرِ مِتُّ حَذِّ الْأُنْسَيْدِ Right up to Allah Ta'ala says تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ After mentioning all the shares, the breakdown of the different shares, Allah Ta'ala says تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ These are the boundaries and the limits and the rules that Allah has set. وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ يُدْخِلُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِ مِنْ تَحْتِ الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ Whosoever will obey Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding things, then Allah promises, promises him jannat, and this is the greatest of success. But then Allah says, وَمَنْ يَعْسِ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودَهُ يُدْخِلُ جَنَّاتٍ فِيهَا وَلَهُ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ who do not abide by the rules and the limits and the shares that have been stipulated by Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that for them is a dreadful punishment. They will remain in Jahannam and here Allah says khalidina fiha. They will remain in Jahannam forever. Although the ulama explain further and they say a person dies with iman, eventually he will come out of, out of Jahannam after re- remaining there for a period of time. He will come out and go into Jannah. But for how long? Only Allah knows. 
وَلَهُ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ And for him will be a severe punishment. A punishment which will cause him not only pain but disgrace also. وَلَهُ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ Allah says. So it's very important for us to understand. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, مَنْ لَمْ يَتَعَلَّمِ الْفَرَائِذَ وَالتَّلَاقَ وَالْحَجَّةِ فَبِمَا يَفْدُلُوا أَهْلُ الْبَادِرِ That a person who doesn't learn the laws of inheritance, of talaq and of hajj, those three, specifically he makes mention of these three things. And you'll find generally most of the people are ignorant regarding these three things. Inheritance, when it comes to talaq also, they issue three talaqs and they come to the molisap and he must sort it. The mistake and then you're blaming the malana for making the rules. They don't make the rules. The rules are from Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says that Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala says a person who doesn't learn the laws of of faraiz, in other words, the laws of inheritance, the laws of talaq and hajj, then there is no difference between him and an ignorant farmer. In those days, the Bedouins that used to come, they used to be very, like what I can say, very uh, ignorant as such. So it says he's just like an ignorant. So it is imperative, very necessary for us of inheritance, so that we do not usurp anybody's rights. Let us understand this fact. That the laws of inheritance and the shares have read by Allah. We don't have the right to change a share or any percentage of any fixed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why in the beginning we mentioned this point. Whatever belongs to, whatever we are saying belongs to us actually belongs to Allah. We are only privileged with the use of these things. When you pass now that so and so within your family or even if it's out of the family, whatever it is, according to the rule at that time, these are the people that are going to benefit from it and you, you leave behind a which is un-Islamic, which is contrary to the shares which has been stipulated. Then the person, the deceased, when you die, you have actually committed two wrongs first thing. The first is that against the command of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have been neglectful of the command of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and for that a severe warning has been given. And the second wrong is that you have usurped the right of someone. You have either usurped the right of your brother or sister, or you have usurped the right of a wife, or you have usurped the right of some son of yours or some daughter because you were upset with them so you uh, uh, what you can say this uh, you uh, took him off your will so you have usurped the right of someone and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns that if you usurp the right of someone on the day of qiyamah you will have to pay back and you will not pay amals your good deeds will be taken and given to that person for usurping his right so one thing wrong in uh, the, the, the first wrong in Islamic world, world is from the side of the deceased. He has disobeyed Allah and he has usurped somebody's right. And then from the side of the heirs, and this is what generally happens, the one who benefits from that un-Islamic world, he is very happy. But he doesn't realize he is eating haram. And many empires were built on this haram. Many empires were built on an estate that was usurped. In, from inheritance that was usurped. Sisters were deprived. Brothers were deprived. Nephews were, de- were, were deprived. And you've built an empire on this haram Islamic wool that was, uh, um, this haram wool that was left behind. This un-Islamic wool that was left behind.
So therefore, very important, the first thing that we need to take note of is that is our wills Islamic or un-Islamic? Is it in accordance to the Shariat or not? This concept, to take this concept out of our minds, our hearts and our communities. What's this concept of when I die, this house must go to this brother or this son of mine or this house must go to my wife and this car must go to that son. This when I die. There's no such thing as when I die. That is as though you are dictating who should benefit from your estate, from your cover, And that is not allowed. Because as soon as you die, nothing belongs to you. You cannot dictate from your cover who should benefit from what of your, of what, or of that which you have left behind. So this, this aspect of when I die, and this gen- generally happens. As soon as the person passes away, perhaps the brothers, they call the sisters, and they say, you know, Papa, when he passed away, he said, this must go to me. And that must go to me. What y'all got to say? Now the poor sisters, they don't know anything. Much also. They think it's part of the, you know, the process of inheritance. So they say, okay, right, you take a given one small share and they ask to leave. Whereas that is not permissible at all. There is no such a thing as when I die, then this must go to that brother and this must go to that, uh, that uh, son of mine and that daughter of mine. There's no such thing. In your lifetime, if you want to give, you have to give equally. That is not called inheritance, it is called gifting. It's hadiyah. You are giving a gift. And in terms of gifting, you have to gift all your children equally. There is, when you're giving in your lifetime, then it is not on the scale of two is to one. There you will give equally. Yes, it is a different situation if one of your uh, offspring or one of your children are going through some difficult time. Then we will call that assistant. If you, your sons are well off, your daughter is going through some difficult time, so you are helping her. Helping her by giving her some money, whatever it is, that will call it as assisting. Then you have to give them all equally. On the day of Eid, you have sent a certain amount for one son, then you have to send that certain amount for the other son also. You have to send for your daughters the same amount also. You have to be equal in terms of gifting. The laws of inheritance only comes into effect when you close your eyes. And not because how you want it, it is because Allah wanted it like that. Who is going to get what share? So the thing is that we have to ensure that our will, we cannot verbally say that when I die, then this must go to so and so, this must go. Because when you die, it is automatic. Allah has already decided who is going to get what then there should never be the intention to exclude anyone. And this generally happens when a person has no sons. He's only got daughters. And now the law of Allah, your brothers will inherit in your estate. That is the law of Allah. Whether we like it or not, that is why we have to understand that first point which I made, that nothing belongs to us. Everything belongs to Allah. And Allah will decide who must get what. So if Allah has decided that your brother, cruel he was to you, or how disassociated you were from him, but Allah has decided that your brother will inherit, he will inherit. You have no option in the matter, because it is not yours. It is not ours. We have no option in the matter. So your brother will inherit. Yes, but the brother inherits not for any, uh, just uh, there is a wisdom in the reason, and there's reason behind the brother inheriting. 
Why? Because he is now responsible for his nieces. He is responsible for them. He has to also understand that. But if he doesn't fulfill his responsibilities, then he will be questioned on the day of Qiyamah. See? Just like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stipulated that the brother will get two to the, to the sister. Sons get two to the daughters. In other words, the brother gets double the share of the sister. The reason for that is because as soon as the father closes his eyes, the brothers become responsible for the sisters. If they're not married, you have to see to the needs. You have to see to it till they get married. See, if they have any difficulties, you have to take care of that. That is why you are given double share. But unfortunately these days, many of us, we don't take note of that. On the day of Qiyam, all these matters are going to be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the courts of justice are going to be set up. And we will be taken to task for this. So very important is to ensure that our wills are correct. Go to the ulama, ask them. Don't go to this kuffar, lawyers, etc. And then they are setting up, many of them are setting up trust. Unfortunately, there is an aspect of trust. But they are setting up trust, not with the correct intentions. The setting of the trust, they are making up trust in certain individuals. Like I mentioned many a time, the person only has daughters and he wants to exclude his brothers. That is why they set up these trusts, etc. So we have to uh, understand that on the day of Qiyamah, we are going to be taken to task for usurping the right of someone. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that you usurp the property of any person. That person will never smell the fragrance of Jannah. The second thing which I would like to draw your attention to is Take of your estate. You should ensure that you leave behind a person who is Allah conscious. Many a times we leave it in the hands of our sons or perhaps in the hands of someone who has no consciousness of Allah. And because he's not conscious of Allah, he doesn't care how your estate has been distributed, whether it has been distributed correctly or whether it has been distributed Islamically or un-Islamically. He doesn't bother about it. Also very important is to confirm and to establish part of your estate. Give you a simple example. Husband and wife, both of them are working. And both of them are contributing towards the house. But what belongs to who has not been established. Now when the husband passes away, now what belong, actually belongs to the wife? Or what actually belonged to the husband? What has to be distributed as far as the estate is concerned? That is not determined. And in the process, yatim children's rights are being usurped. And Allah Ta'ala very sternly warns in the Quran, وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ That do not falsely eat up uh, the, the property of somebody else. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالَ الْيَتَامَ ظُلْمًا إِنَّمَا يَأْكُلُونَ فِي بُطُونِهِمْ نَارًا Allah says if you eat or usurp the wealth of the orphans, then you are putting fire into your stomachs. Unfortunately, many families have broken up, have disintegrated. You know, families which are very closely knit, they broke up because the father did not leave behind an Islamic will. He left everything without clarifying, 
or with just this verbal saying that uh, with this one and that one must must get must get this, and that has caused entire families to disintegrate. And then you find the brothers are properties of the sisters; they are not fulfilling the rights, and eventually you find entire families which were so close knit. They are now, this, their brothers are not talking to brothers, sisters don't want to see their brothers, nephews don't want to speak to their uncles. This whole disintegration and this unity amongst the families is because we have not understood the law of Allah regarding inheritance. So we have to become very, very cautious regarding this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us understanding. Just to give one more example regarding uh, establishing what belongs to who, who uh, 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 who owns what. You'll find sometimes the son, one son is living with the father. The property belongs to the father. Decides to do extensions to the to the house. Now all this needs to be clarified. Go sit down with the ulama and speak to them. Ask them how should this be clarified. Go to the jamiat. Jamiat has the Islamic will there. Go to the ulama there. And then you have to be sure as to what belongs to who. Many a times you'll find the son just puts up the property, land is belonging to the father. Very shortly thereafter, father passes away and now they're in a dilemma. What belongs to who? The son says, I spent so much of money on this thing. So this belongs to me and I need it. And then the sisters are saying or the other brothers are saying that is not so. This belongs, the title deed is showing that it belongs to the father. Now the dispute comes. And then people are not happy, the families are disintegrated. So it's very, very important to establish what belongs to who. And we have to be particular and careful regarding this very, very important masla, this mutants, uh, that, so that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, we are not taken to task for usurping the right of any individual. Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.